Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide, ready to rip into car stuff that has caught our eye this week. I'm James, and with me is Mal. G'day, James. And Chesto. Hello, world. Uh, this week, we're investigating a very good thing in a small four-wheel package and bringing you up to date with a, um, a, a cars in the Cars Guide garage this week, what we've been steering, and we'll catch up with Maths Whiz with a propeller on his head in this week's Musk Watch. So stay with us. So, but first of all, some feedback. And our topic of conversation last week was the sad demise, or some, some weren't so sad, some were, mm. of the Holton Commodore. And unsurprisingly, a lot of you have come at us with your thoughts on the matter. First of all, Matt Murdoch says, Holden should have retired the Commodore name with the VF. The current ZB would have gone uh, with the insignia name, but the large four-door market is small now anyway, which is mm-hmm. absolutely right. So to, to have a four-door sedan and a wagon and all of that, no matter how good, mm-hmm. that, that market just seems to be on a road to nowhere. And you know how you know that comment is bang on? Because that's exactly what Ford did. And it has, yeah. and, and so Good while point. Ford was all Good about point. Ranger and Mustang for the next two years, Holden was all about Commodore for the yeah. next two years. Yeah. And I can understand the idea of launching a car to plug that gap in the same way that Hyundai has uh, continued with Sonata as the, the you know this market shrunk. Yes, uh, you know, and outside of its arrangement with uh, numerous police forces. Yes, uh, it's important to have a car to. For people to grow into when they come from the well, small, I mean, it's not etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not to say that those sedans, like a full size sedan, mm. is non-existent. It's just that it's a diminishing market, yeah, and it's, it's nowhere right. near the way it was. And clearly, they just can't afford to offer it at the rate that they were selling. Yep, uh, that's business. Now, BPR exactly. Ben Pinnock says, "Here's a funny story. So my sister had a Holden Barina, which had Vauxhall badges on the hubcaps." And on the engine cover, there were Opal, spelt like the gemstone, thank you very much, BPR uh, Ben Pinnock, uh, badges, and all of the Holden badges fell off. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, so there's a Holden burn. Yeah. Uh, now, VK Giotis, and I wonder whether that relates to a particular mm, model of Commodore. It might. Uh, the current Commodore is the evolution of the Vectra. And well, sure, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the Opal Insignia, it's the Buick Regal, um, it's, well... There it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, so thank you very much for that, VK. Oh. And <laughs> it's also, you know, Camira if you want to go that far back. Sure. Oh, well, that's true. Cavalier, you had a Camira. Uh, R-Soul R- Sol says, I have plenty <laughs> of lovely memories of fantastic times in Holden Motorcars over the years, but unfortunately my most recent interaction with one was having to nurse my sister's woeful Captiva into life so it could be flogged off as a trade-in for a Hyundai. <laughs> Which pretty much sums things up these days. Uh, that's a pretty tell. That's a great comment. So many rose-tinted hindsight goggles for the captive. Thank you, RS. Now, H Hour Hotel. Does that mean happy hour? Happy, happy hour, hour hotel? hotel. Yeah, could be. He just says was over in 27, 2017, To be honest. Yeah, and he's pretty and right. Pretty much, I think was. he's right. Now, Malcolm Scott says VB to VH Commodore SLE, amazing cars. Dynamically, even VC4 was way ahead of its time in terms of dynamics. Sad to hear demise of last Commodore, which was just an insignia. Car had highs such as VR, VE to F and lows, VN. <laughs> but sad to see Holden collapse as SUVs aren't the same and our engineering skills now exported. And look, it's interesting that in times past, 
And as I understand it, the motivation for having a car manufacturing uh, industry in the first place was to have those engineering skills for like times of war, you know, mm-hmm. people that could turn their hand yeah. to design and make stuff yep. um, when it was required. And our, our, our road conditions were far more specific. Yeah. Yes. Know, in 1948, yeah, that too. That too. You know, we had a lot of dirt roads. You needed... We well yeah. behind Europe and the US on that front. And, yeah. you know, whilst we still have unique conditions, they're not as unique as they were. Sure. HR Hotel chipped in on Malcolm's uh, comment and said, it's funny how the VN won awards and was the model that made GMH profitable again, but was terrible. <laughs> so, was, so, that was, so was the Chimera. So, I've got to say, yeah, yeah. so was the P76. I was at the launch of that car. I went to, you know, anyway, there you go. Shut my age. And uh, <laughs> now, were you on the launch of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I was in kindergarten. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's a, no, Tony and Peter Davis published a book because they had kind of pre-launch access to the entire development process and it covers chapter and verse on the styling, the engineering, the testing, the marketing, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm on about a page 40 at the at the long lead launch, just standing there with a, I had a cardigan, very nice cardigan on that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, wow. yeah, with a little notepad. Side of the uh, times. Listening to what was being said. And I've got the copy of Modern Motor that would have appeared in ah, too. Ah, there you oh. go. Yeah. And wheels. <sighs> All right, now Duck Hook who's been um, a regular correspondent. Mm-hmm. He's in Germany. He's moving to Australia um, early next year. He's thinking about a Commodore. Um, he says, thanks, mates. Uh, <laughs> indeed, I actually already reconsidered getting the Commodore. While I'll read Richard's full review of the Outback with great interest, I'm still leaning toward Forrester. It seems to have the same amount of space and better finish, smaller footprint and more up-to-date tech, including the unique face recognition Hello, bumface, because that's what Richard programmed it to say when he had the uh, Forrester, because <laughs> you can change the programming feature, as highlighted by Richard in episode 54. Uh, I'd love to get my hands on the newer Outback, but it won't be available till 2021. Sad face. Yeah. But happy face, the Forrester is very good. And, yeah, and, that's right. And also happy face. Actually, the Insignia slash Commodore is also very good. Yeah, it I, is, I, it I is. Think Particularly the, now. I think the wagon is a good very thing. good prices. Available. You get a very good Cars price. Remaining. Yeah. I think, and I mean, it's not as if it's going to be an orphan. I, I don't know. You know, Holden GM, are they going to pull, pull up stumps in the next five minutes? Who knows? E- yes. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not no, about five no, minutes. No but um, the, the other point with the current Outback and Forester is the current Forester is a whole generation ahead. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. It is a good thing. There's, the there's lots bit. of things that yeah. the current Outback can't do, mm-hmm. even though the current Outback is still pretty good. All right, Wax Triple Three says, "Hey guys, didn't the Kingswood have a weather shield on the front windscreen, and the Falcon had a weather shield on the rear windscreen in black plastic Louver style?" We were talking about um, you could have each options of your U Butte windshield uh, door driver's door windshield, so you could have your arm out, yep. and not disturbing. But you were at the launch of the Kingswood, weren't you? What, oh, do you remember? What mate, I was. I was there in nineteen forty-eight when the, uh, the first forty-eight two fifteen rolled off the line. I was the spanner man on the grill, <laughs> fixing those. <laughs> Your skin is looking lovely. Yeah, it is for that kind of age, isn't it? Uh, Now, where are we at? HSV Commodore says, I hope the entire Holden brand gets discontinued. Nobody wants those GM SUVs. They aren't as good as all of the competition. So there you go. I, someone it, who just, I disagree with that. I, I yeah. hope it doesn't. Look, there is a there's a school of thought that suggests it's inevitable in right. time. Right. But I, I, that would be a very sad day if Holden, of all things, was to disappear. Very much so. And there's so much more to it than just what cars they offer in the yeah, showroom. Yeah, that's right. right. The, you know, the showrooms, for example. Yeah, There right are plenty on. of people with a lot invested in it. That's, that's right. Communities true. with a lot invested in this brand. And, and yeah. lineups change all the time. That's the other yeah. thing. Yes. I mean, if you know, look at Hyundai or Kia, for example, the transformation they've gone through over oh, the last two, a decade or 
decade and a half. It's I mean, true. You can have hot product that is selling itself. That's right. And then it goes in a cycle exactly. and all of a sudden you're not. Although so it is fair to yet. say that not one of them is a segment leader in our eyes, mm. but yeah, uh, it's also fair to say that their lineup as a, an overall lineup is in better shape than ever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. All right. Now we've had Rufflecopter, KK, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> now I did a bit of research, right? I reckon right? I know Rufflecopter. I thought, I thought, what is that about? And I put R-O-F-L <laughs> oh, James. and then I put Copter together. <laughs> And that's a reference from uh, World of Warcraft. Apparently, oh, it's, a, it's a particular thing in World of Warcraft. Um, and then he says, he, she says, Commodore died years ago. Calling that <coughs> heap a Commodore is blasphemy. And then Matt Murdock circled back in and said, bet you've not even driven one. 100%. And that's yeah. the problem. And I'll tell you something else, too, just to get controversial for a moment. There are plenty of people who think the Insignia is one of the best examples of the Commodore. Yeah, and right. plenty. And in fact, I think Tung, oh no, Justin wrote that for us in our uh, Commodore retrospective. Yeah, the okay. new one's his favourite. Yeah. So it was just the badge on that car that upset people. That's, that's true. It. He had to take a deep and breath before he did yeah, it. He knew right. he was in um, murky waters there. And our Commodore was going to be the ZB Commodore long before anyone decided to run. Right. Draw from right, 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 right. That is a fact. Yeah. yeah, that engineering program was happening here long before anyone decided. It to was. That's yeah. true. That's true. And Chesto, it's interesting you raised that point that people wanting a little bit more com- uh, Commodore kind of love and reminiscences should go to Oversteer. Yes, and have a look. We each had our little yeah. bit, uh, a little say about Commodore. We all had a little teary moment, and actually it goes to show just the, the reach of Commodore in Australia because almost everybody on the Cars Guide team owned a Commodore at one yep. point or another. Yep. Everybody, and I can't think of another car brand you could say that about, or another car model you could say that about. Mr. Pritchard, we Corolla. might put a link to that story Land into the, the show notes this week. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's Beetle, continue on. A couple more. <laughs> Fred Perry. Fred Perry, and I just my mind immediately went to tennis, right? Does anyone else recognize Isn't it Fred also Fred a designer, Perry? Fred Perry? Anyway. There is a clothing Alex line that Perry. came out of the tennis player. Oh, so there you go. This is Fred Perry speaking to us from the grave, okay, because he would be long gone. Uh, Holden won't be around in 10 years. And then HSV Commodore says, hopefully. Uh, yeah, see, that's mean-spirited, but, but that is sadly... Uh, there is a theory that that's probably correct. Correct. Um, how long will GM have this unique branding in Australia for? Yeah. You know, but without any particular, you know, yeah. reason to be. But as I said before, that for me at least, that would be a very sad day. And for that to happen is far more than just withdrawing cars. Yep, yeah, that's right. Right. Now to finish on a positive note, Stewie GB, get this. He says the best car podcast, daylight second. It's the staple Sunday morning listen, too, when I'm washing the Hilux. New Zealand spec SR5 Cruiser, similar to the Rogue. So in New Zealand, they must have a Cruiser kind of version of SR5. Love it, chaps. Keep up the very excellent work. Fantastic. Wow. And I I haven't even heard the Daylight Podcast. Is it good? (laughs) I'll check that out. Yeah, apparently it's crap. It's number two. Nowhere near us. Now, um, speaking of graft and corruption, we've got... Uh, a, a random prize to throw into oh, the mix yes. uh-huh. this week. Okay, so I'm going to hold it up so people on YouTube uh, can see it. We're talking about Monopoly Citroen version. Mm. All right, there so, are lots and lots of subdivisions, different kind of special flavours of Monopoly, and this is one. All of the um, the properties are actually Citroen models from the past, and your your pieces to move are you know a gear lever and different bits and pieces from the car. So we get they're the spare parts required specific to this game. <laughs> In all honesty, we have seen Mazda Monopoly before and Honda Monopoly. Okay. So that's 
three another game. couple. All I right, might so have all three at home. But this is commemorating Citroen's one hundredth oh, anniversary. Right. Hundred years. Yes, yes. That's what it is. Hundred years of One hundred years. So what we're going to say is, we want the best two arguments as to why you deserve to be a winner mm-hmm. of one of these uh, sets of Monopoly on either YouTube, iTunes, or comments at carsguide.com.au. Completely subjective. It's yep. up to us. Wow us, and you win the uh, Citroen Monopoly. That's right. And how many okay. copies do we have to give away? Two. Right. Two of those. Oh, there is there go. any chance we can get them Exclusive. get them out before Christmas? <laughs> no. No. There no. you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> answer that quickly. <laughs> comment. If we love it, yeah, no, no worries. That's right. It'll be a New Year's the, gift. They Put won't be way. under the tree. It'll be a 2020 gift. <laughs> All right. Now, we are going to move on to uh, this week's main topic. And yes. Chesto, you've been in the thick of it. I and have. This, this is news that has just been shareable. Yes. It's about a small car, and it's got a lot hiding under its sheet metal. It does. So this is uh, of, for public consumption as of 6 p.m. today, which was about should have been about 15 minutes ago. So <laughs> this right. is totally worldwide. 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 So yep. this is hot, 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 hot off the press. And it is, of course, the Toyota GR Yaris. Now, we'll talk about the car in a moment. But remember, this is also effectively the launch of the, of the GR sub-brand for Toyota. Mm. This is the – so it, if you think of it as Hyundai Zen or mm. Mercedes AMG, this is the brand that's going to be on the go-fast product. And GR, of course, stands for Gazoo Racing. Gazoo Racing. And then there's GRMN, which is Gazoo Racing Masters, Masters of, of Nürburgring, Nürburgring, which is possibly – anyway, don't, I won't like get bogged down in the Let's not go crowd. There. Let's not go there. But Masters of the Universe. So to give you an idea of just how much this car means to Toyota, now I know there's already a GR Supra, but Toyota is under no illusion that that car is essentially a BMW that they've tinkered around the edges with. So they see this Yaris as really their first proper crack at a performance car. And when you think about it, it has been an awfully long time since Toyota's done that. Their own single like single-handedly produced their own performance car. I think the last all-wheel drive vehicle they did, performance vehicle they did was probably the Celica GT4, right. which which was yeah, born yeah. in 1999, which once again <clears throat> had such a direct lineage from their rally, rally that's uh, right. participation. And, right? I, and well, I can't even on a global scale, but locally, don't forget the Hilux TRD with the supercharged 4 liter V6. They made 336 of. Oh, there you go. Anyway, okay. So that was more than 10 years ago. That was a classic malism. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> well, 336 they made. I believe. Not 335, more, not 336. Certainly more Hiluxes than Orion's, I think. There you go. Oh Back to the Correct Aris. me if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> Move on. That Sorry. rabbit hole as, as almost swallowed us all. Yes. So let's talk Yaris for a moment, right? So the idea here is, and I know this has all been very mysterious, there's been hints and suggestions and everything else, but we know exactly what powers this thing now. It's a three-cylinder engine. For mine, I think it's the most powerful three-cylinder engine currently in existence. It's a turbocharged three-cell. They have not released the full power numbers yet, but the chief engineer told me to expect more than 185 kilowatts and more than 350 meters. Do we know the capacity? Is it a 1.5? 1.6. 1.6. Now... To put that into perspective, there is another micro hot hatch with a three-cylinder engine, of course, the Fiesta ST. That car makes 147 kilowatts and 290 newton meters. This makes 185 kilowatts and 350 newton meters. So it's, you know... In, Speaking in the- of Commodores, does anybody remember the first HSV Commodore developed? 185 Yeah, kilowatts. there you go. Wow. So that, was a, that was a five-litre V8. Yeah, twin throttle uh, body. Twin throttle body. So when I say that, it was the first um, non homologation race car type thing. Yeah. And Panorama I bet it weighed a little bit more than the Aris. I believe it was 184. No. The no. I will... The VL Group ASS. I will knife Panorama fight. Silver. I will knife fight you. Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't the VL, a couple of tea, cup of tea, no. ladies and gentlemen. We'll <laughs> sort this out between Which us. Which one? 
It was the um, just their performance car. Like they just had the Commodore theme. J- the JC was at the launch. Oh, was it? Were you really? I was at the launch of the VLS. <laughs> it was this group A as well. 184 kilowatts. Anyway, let I me bet you come back a on. copy of Drove Citroen Monopoly. Come back over, gentlemen. Come back over. So just I'm going to just stick with the numbers for just a moment. Now remember, the Golf GTI currently makes 180 kilowatts and 370 newton meters, <clears> and the Hyundai i30N makes 202 and 353. Wow. So it puts this tiny little three-door In Yaris right up in the big hot hatch You want to talk three-cylinder micro hot hatches? Go. I can go even more micro. Go. Up GTI. Ah, there you go. I can't remember the kilowatt figures. About seven, I would have thought. it's certainly not Yaris. Yeah, not that. GR numbers. Yeah, GR Yaris. That power is, as I mentioned before, fed through a uh, four-wheel drive system. In fact, it's a four-wheel drive system from the RAV4, which they've adopted for this. That being the... Uh, petrol only one in the Rev Four Edge. One could only presume. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Let's now. say yes. Well, otherwise it's the hybrid ones electric. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's no there's no electrification. It's, obviously, it's a relatively conventional uh, transverse all wheel drive. Like yes, yeah. but they have got a very clever switch in the drivers in the uh, cabin, which is so when you select sport or track mode. Now there's no adaptive suspension. So all you're really tr- changing with that switch is how much power is the sent bias. front and rear. So <clears throat> it starts at, uh, from memory, in fact, not from memory, for fact, 60% front, 40% rear in its normal mode. If you put it into sport, that goes 70% rear, 30% oh, front. Oh, wow. wow. And then Great. remember, this is supposed to have some off-road potential as well. So yeah. if you put it into track, like for a gravel circuit, for example, it goes 50 front, 50 rear. Right. right. So very clever. Sounding very Focus RS there. Uh, they, but uh, also they mentioned very, Focus RS a lot in uh, their uh, pitch. Sounding very STI back in the day as and well. And in fact, I think you'll find if, if, if you really drill down on the power to weight ratios, which I don't have with me at the moment, I apologise into web world, but... We can put them yeah, up we'll on put the them up. for YouTube viewers. I, I think it'll outshine Focus RS. I, I think it's, um, in terms of power to weight, it, it, it offers one of the best in, in small or, or mid-size Hatches, Unreal. city size or small hatches, That's I should say. Big with a rear biased all yeah, better than the Daihatsu Shirai GTI. GTTI. GTTI. So that means a zero. Yeah, better. <laughs> Much better. Just so you know, I'm saying it. Another cup of tea. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Uh, so that means a zero to one hundred sprint of less than six seconds. Impressive for a car in that segment. Um, and, and look, all all in all, it is impressive. It, it shares Great. absolutely no bodywork with the uh, Yaris is... that was revealed in Japan. So the, okay. it's got aluminium bonnet, aluminium doors, aluminium boot hatch, wow. carbon fiber weave roof. Unreal. It's a three door, of course, so none of the glassware is the same. There is no similarities. And this has no homologation requirement driving it. No, I don't, no, it, uh, yeah. So the engine, that engine is going to end up in the. No, it's not actually because it's oh. a different. Yeah, it's a different cylinder. So no, that is mind. Yeah, that's right. Right. But this is also not again not just a launch of the car because it's a launch of the GR engine. That engine in its multiple guises is going to be the engine that powers virtually every things. other GR. So, product. so the heavy, very heavy rumor at the moment is the next one's going to be the CHR. You could see this engine slotting in so nicely yeah. into that car. Wow. Uh, they're being a little bit coy on Corolla, but of course. Course, that's going to come. Um, Hilux is a bit further down the track, as I okay. understand it. But so this is this is the engine that'll feed all that product. I've got a feeling we're not going to see a three-cylinder petrol Hilux. No, GR, exactly. Though. Well, not with that. Yeah, certainly not with that engine. But I just think the GR program for Hilux is a little bit further down yeah, the track than sure. it is for, for, for this. As much as we would love to have as it. As much as we'd love Australia would love to have it. There would be a yeah. big opportunity for them with a GR Hilux. Oh, I mean, we've mate. talked about it And they it know a lot. that as well. That would be huge. They know that <laughs> as well. Hilux. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, actually, we did. Uh, Which was before its time. We did kind of shed time. a little tear for the TRD brand because that's obviously yeah. now gone globally. It will cease to exist Except in the in States. The US. And, no, and the States is going to go as well. And yeah. it's been big in the US too. Yep. They had TRD, much Tacomas bigger than here. And Tundras and yeah. 
Highlight, okay. uh, not Highlight, I thought, Forerunners. I thought the US had somehow wangled a, an exclusion and they no. were able to continue on. With I, I believe, I'm, I'm happy to stand corrected here, but based on the conversations okay. we were having there, GR is the global brand now, gotcha. GRMN. Speaking of GRMN, in fact, too, this is the GR Yaris. Now, you'll remember if you're a keen reader of the carsguide.com.au website, the Toyota's vision for the future is to have multi-performance levels. So there will be the GR Sport, which is like a sticker pack job, essentially. Yeah. And then the GR, which is this. Sort of, so a noticeable increase in performance, N. and then a GRMN. And I did ask them, "This is the GR. That means there's a hotter one coming." And they sort of gave me a coy smile and said, "Yes, it's certainly under consideration." It'd be interesting. Right. It will be interesting to see what transpires because whether it's the Nurburgring thing means suspension tuning and, yeah. and all of that, or and whether it means more output, yeah, know, as well. And, well, and the Nurburgring doesn't have much to do with anyone's rally program either. True. Uh, and I should, I'd give you one more caveat too. So the GR Yaris, which is the vehicle we're getting in international markets, will have a tier slightly above that called the GR Yaris Performance Pack. Now, wow. most we need of to put a graphic up with the intended hierarchy of these. Yeah, a and lot it's complicated. Of letters, a lot so of tiers. That performance pack basically has the limited slip diff and the Michelin rubber, and that's about it, really. In right. terms of outputs, it's the same. It's just a slightly harder version of the one okay. we're getting. Like yep. an, like a what do they call the M's performance? Yes, there you go. Right. So, what is the one question you still have about this car? And I'll answer it for you. Price, that's correct. Yeah. So that, my friends, is the mystery, and it's also the bit that makes me very, very nervous because on this launch we were saying, oh, so it's kind of Fiesta ST, Polo GTI. It's that size. It might be more powerful, but it's certainly uh-huh. that size. Are we talking around the thirty-five thousand dollar mark, which would put it at the top end, really, of that micro yeah, yeah. hot hatch segment, right? Clio. Shuffling, they looking will, at shoes. Yeah, so they will not confirm it, but let me put it to you this way. The only competitors they ever named for this car at any point was like cars like the Subaru WRX STI, the Ford Focus RS, not even oh. the Golf GTI. Wow. So I, there is a suspicion that this is going to start at minimum with a four and yeah. possibly significantly higher. Yeah. At around the $35 mark, it is an absolute steal, which I said in the review. It's a great thing. I'm, right. I'm in love with it. $35, I'm lo- right. I'd buy one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd buy several. But I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I find myself lusting over. Yaris, which is like the entire world has spun somehow. But anyway. Well, but at, you're in safe hands, yeah. aren't you, Andrew? <laughs> but at, at 40 plus? We've got an Echo fan. Yeah, right. yeah. Yaris. Yaris yeah. Aspirant. Because it's still tiny, right? It's still like yeah. a three-door, tiny, manual-only city car, no matter yeah. how hot it is. So it's, you know, you got to be realistic. Sorry, you may have covered this. When for Australia? November next year. Well, in sort of Q4 next year, but Q4 most likely November. Year. All right, 12-odd months. 12-odd months. here's a little tidbit. We know there is already one in Australia. Yes, there is. Okay. At least one. Yeah, okay. So it came out, of course, for, to be unveiled at the Coffs Rally, which the was then... prototype The prototype. Revealed, yeah. 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 Which is, you only drove a prototype. Only well, drove a prototype. But, the, again, a According to the car's chief engineer, it uh, the only thing that could possibly change from this point is suspension tune. Right. So it's it is the car is the car. And okay. so the car you and we're probably seeing in the background here is heavily stickered up. Oh yeah, but, but it looks awesome. It's very cool looking know, camo. Yeah, we know it's the finished Which is product. Same exactly. Super camo. Exactly same as yeah. super yeah, camo. Yeah. That's right. Um, and Follow so that timeline too. I'll, I'll give you just. I don't, they bought a lot of it. Mm. They had to use it up. But <laughs> the, the the Toyota is so. Like in love with this car and in love with the idea of doing performance again. And for us, that is, for any fan of cars, one of the biggest car companies in the world suddenly t- takes a shine to performance vehicles, especially somewhat attainable performance vehicles, that it can only be a very good thing. Sure. But I, I can tell you that Chief Engineer, when telling me about how we made this car, 
had tears in his eyes as he was explaining how much it meant to him and what you know how yeah. important it that was wasn't for the brand. Your it, was, it might have just been the fact that I was still there. <laughs> Christ, how this conversation got going on? on. <laughs> was was Tata son no. there at all? Okay, no. so uh, Mr. Tata, Tata son, uh, father of the '86 and Supra, Supra. program, not involved. His next, in his next project is either MR2 or Celica. Mm. Yeah. Not, yeah. the, not the baby 86 that we crave. Nope. No, because the, the other big new, big, big story doing around in Japan at the moment, of course, is Toyota has increased its ownership stake in Subaru. Mm. Um, and so there is talk that the next WRX will have a Toyota twin and then it will be a two-door Celica-y kind of thing. Yeah. And then the next WRX STI will also have a Toyota but twin. That's it. Because I yeah. spoke to him we ran a story that we were talking, trying to get out of him whether or not an MR2 was in the offing, and he just wanted to talk about, oh, Celica, Celica, yeah. Celica. I said, oh, but, you know, that's a front-wheel drive car, and isn't there a lot of crossover between that and 86 in a four-wheel drive, yes, four-wheel drive, exactly. four-wheel drive, you know? So I reckon, you know, that's where well, uh, that, he's headed next. That interesting performance point. Performance Celica. Oh, interesting something point on that there TNG. as well platform with all-wheel drive Corolla sized yeah. should be bloody good. Yeah. Which is possibly, maybe that's why they've gone quiet. I mean, this is just all hypothetical now, but maybe that's why they've gone a little bit quiet on the Corolla GR. Maybe there is a Corolla sized performance car coming. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And Toyota doesn't have a TCM, TCR, sorry. Uh, no. This, I don't think. Not a factory one. I don't believe so. This is a, this is obviously a WRC friend. Mazda does. The Toyota doesn't. All right. Well, yeah. that's fantastic. Anything? Anything more? Let what else think. to share? Let me think. Uh, all I can re- all I can tell you is that it is legitimately very good, and it looks uh. even in the camera. You could tell it looks kind of punchy and it, muscular. Yeah, and all it's that got stuff. these massively flared rear guards with and this, with track width to match as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and not it, a superficial, you know, no bulge. That's the thing. None of this feels like, as I said in the review, a superficial bulge. <laughs> I don't get it, James. It's so funny. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing now. But nothing about this vehicle feels like a roll the arm over. Everything about it, like the engine, for example, is all new. It currently has no other applications other than in Unreal. this car. And these body changes, yeah. can I say? If it's 40, 50, are not going to cover what it costs to create that, these specific That's the concern. So much about this the car is, is bespoke. Mm. But then the, the risk with that is the consumer doesn't care how mm. much it costs you to build don't, it. They don't. only care about what, it's, what they're willing to pay and for And like it. all those homologation specials back in the day were rarely priced what they cost, but sure, they were just sure. necessary they had to get into the racing as part done. of the marketing program. Yeah. Right now, look, speaking of superficial bulges, our garage, <laughs> our garage has been groaning under the weight of vehicles within it. And we want to talk about three of them, right? So I'm going to start with you, Chester. Oh, me again. Cool. Um, in that you have been driving another small car with a performance flavour. Yes. Fill us in on that. Well, it's funny. It's not that small. It, I mean, okay, it's, yeah, it's small in the yeah. grand scheme of things, but in mini terms, it's yeah. massive. So yeah. th- this is the Clubman JCW. From memory, it's a touch over 4.2 metres in length, which makes it very big compared to like a three-door Correct. hatch. Golf Corolla sized. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is the most powerful mini to have ever arrived in Australia. It is the fastest mini to have ever arrived arrived in Australia for now. Of course, the Mini GP is coming next year, which will sort of topple it from the top of that podium, but Those still, GPs it's, are great. it's quick. Yeah. Oh, the story so far. They're unreal. Yeah, it looks good, right? Well, we know about its engine and its outputs, of course. It shares its engine with the Clubman JCW, which is the twin-charged two-litre BMW engine that lives in the M135i. Yep. 225 kilowatts, 450 newton metres, sprint to 104.9 seconds, ticks all the sort of the, the hot hatch boxes. 
However, in in sort of mini true mini style, the handling's really terrific, but the trade off is a ride that is really fairly yes, jarring. You've got to be ready to sign on for that. Yeah, because the regular Clubman's been quite good in yeah, terms of ride, even I, on massive wheels. I, as I said in the review, I feel like it just like the handling has been delivered by just turning everything up as tightly as it could possibly go, yeah. and as as a result of that, it's also a bit of a jittery drive experience. It doesn't have mm. that sort of free flowing effect yes. that you love mm. in some cars. Yes, but on the right bit of road, that engine, fabulous. Well, that's it. If if that's your mindset. And you want uh, a car that you can have a fang on your favourite back road, you're just going to have to pay the price. Yeah, that's right. And look, JCWs have never been cars that people go, oh, I'm looking for a comfortable day to day cruiser. They're always that's being right. hard, rattly sure. things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and this one, you know, continues. Minis in general. Minis well. in general. Yeah, mm. that's right. Like old minis, God. So yeah, that's, but well. that's my week. Oh, the other thing I'd say about it is the, um, the, the mini interior, they're stretching that friendship as much as they can. I still like it. They've still got the circular sort of the circular screen, but with a square screen in the middle yeah, now that's, that's Apple that's CarPlay that's equipped it. via wireless uh, wireless Apple CarPlay. It's where design ambition meets reality. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. So watch, watch a significant change with the next generation, I reckon. Absolutely. To meet that requirement sure, sure. that everyone's got. Because yeah, it would sure. be so hard, wouldn't it? Like you would feel so constrained by the fact that well, minis have a circular screen and yeah. minis have this and minis yeah, have exactly. that and we've got yeah. to try but, and jam it all in. But people love it. Yeah, that's people right. People love that circular it was thing. It's a big draw card. Was it a clock? It was a speedometer and... You mean in the original Mini? Yeah, the big the big it circle was, in the middle. I th- yeah, the original good, new great Mini. Great question. Yeah. All you Mini files out there, um, let us know. But my recollection is, oh, gee, I don't really know. I think you had a speedo in the middle then, a couple of dials yeah. either side, something like that. If it like were that. a clock, I think we'd be making all sorts of jokes about <laughs> 90s rappers. Correct. Oh, yeah. 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 Did it have Apple CarPlay, that first one? No. <laughs> no it wasn't fitted. It was like an early apples, iteration. But not wireless. It, it had, had Apples. There was a car, and you could play with it. You could play with Apples in the car. You know, Apple CarPlay. You can play with apples inside the mini. <laughs> Juggle them, if you will. Now, Mal, we're going yes, to move Jones. on to your good self, and you've been keeping a low profile in a, you know, nuclear-coloured uh, orange vehicle. Yes. So, it's quite uh, timely, actually, after our Commodore-themed uh, event oh, yeah, last yeah, yeah. week. Yep. I have been driving for the past month and a bit the yep. Kia Stinger GT. Yes. Which, in the eyes of many, is, you know, the next best thing to a Commodore or a Falcon, etc., 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 uh, it's been out for about two years now, two and a half years. Rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. Mine is the GT, uh, which has the twin turbo 3.3 litre V6 and all the fruit. It's got more fruit than any Commodore Falcon. Speaking of Apple CarPlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Can you play with the fruit? It's got pineapple CarPlay. <laughs> <laughs> and Android Auto. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I've, I've uh, interestingly come from the fantastic Kia Carnival I had before that. Yep, yep. Um, of a Kia theme going on, but tell uh, me, Mel, that sounds too good to be true. Kias well. are obviously very good value. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so but the carnival had so much room for my two children. Yeah, uh, yeah. And now we're in the Stinger, which you know isn't a carnival, but it's still pretty, pretty roomy. Room. Yeah. yeah, and uh, still a big hatchback. Yes, and. Um, I measured it up when we picked it up because you look at it and you think, oh, here's the big SUV conundrum, you yep. know. But the overall measurements are quite close to the Sportage, both, both mm. your, including um, in height. Both mm. your mini males are still in um, car seats, aren't they? Yeah, yep. zero to four Correct. car seats, uh, both forward facing now. So yep. they, you plonk them in there and it looks like they're in a, a space shuttle ready for takeoff. Right, pretty, right. Oh, Which they kind cool. of are in the stinger, to be honest. Well, zero to 100 in less than five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's quick. Uh, not that we do that often with the kids on board. But, uh, <laughs> do it again, Dad. Yeah. Do it again. Oh, boy. We won't go there. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, so... Uh, so it's the GT, so priced at sixty yep. ish, um, which is was the top end of Falcon and Commodore. Yeah. Uh, but can I say 
I don't think we really considered when the Stinger came out that it has so much more going on in the fundamental performance car stakes than any Falcon or Commodore. You sit very low in it. You've got the wheels well ahead of the uh, the firewall. Mm-hmm. From the B-pillar forwards, it could be any right. European GT proportion. Yep. Yep. Um, and, you know, we should also remind people that its um, design motivation was to match the likes of the Audi A5 Sportback. It was not designed to be a Falcon or Commodore. Yeah, right. No. It, was, it was shooting upwards. And under the skin, it shares a whole lot with the Genesis yep. G70 with a longer wheelbase and that specific five-door hatch body style. Yep. Um, anyway, two and a half years on, it's still a good thing. Early days. And you're enjoying, uh, you know, you're five yeah. weeks in, something like that. Yeah. Six weeks in. And I really love the fact that it does all these things on regular fuel. Yep. If you want it to. So yes. cheap, 91. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and I've done one high, highway run where I wasn't trying very hard because uh, we had to make a few stops. In terms of economy. And pit stops. Yep, yep. Uh, and we did 8.3 litres per 100 k's. That's pretty, pretty good. good. That's on, pretty good. On the steady highway, uh, city to Canberra. How many speeds in the transmission? Eight. Eight. Eight speed oh, torque converter auto. Yeah, yeah. Um, Top two or three ratios would be well overdriven on that. So Yeah, there, and lots of torque down low, so it's happy to sit in those gears. Yeah, right. Can, can I um, jump in for one second? Because yep. I forgot to mention it. For those playing the mini game at home, uh, high fives for that car, about 57000 just for the price, which I forgot to tell you earlier. Very good, Clubman. Which raises me, I want to ask one last question that came up on the Yaris thing. And I'll ask this of you as well, dear audience. If it's a three-door, so Toyota Yaris has only two passenger doors and a hatch at the back. Is that a two-door or is it a three-door? I insist on calling Yaris. it a two-door. Yaris GR, yeah. Oh, didn't we get over this in the 90s? I don't know. It's how you define a door. Doors. Yeah, I still don't yeah, is like it. Is a door it. a hatch or is a door is a hatch a door? Yeah, I mean, do, do you ever climb into a, a car door? via a boot though? It's a two door or a four door. I as agree. Far as I'm concerned, but the industry has standardised that to be three door. Well, I demand a revolution. Well, and come with me on this. We'll do it together. Andrew, what would you consider the Hyundai Veloster to pertain to? Yeah, that's an interesting question. That's mm. a three. three is door. It? Yeah, three. Just three door. All it's right, got three doors. Technically, it's a four. Let door. us know what you think. Come on, tell us what you're thinking. Anyway, sorry. So carry on. That's going to go nowhere, that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, James. Well uh, hosted. <laughs> so, yeah. Mel. Oh, is it your turn yet? No, no. We're waiting on oh, e- every stinger. pill of wisdom you still have to offer up about the stinger. Oh, well, okay. New for We've 2020. Got economy. We've got a economy. Stinger. Yep. Yeah, yep. it's great. New for 2020, uh, it's the neon orange colour availability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's bright. It radiates. It's it pulses with colour. Theoretically very safe. Okay. Theoretically. Um, yep. But it also brings it closer to, you know, you used to be able to buy a Commodore SS yeah, and all true. sorts of bright colours, Falcons at the end as what well. What was the uh, Ford one? Grabber Orange, I think it was. Or maybe that's... Uh, wasn't uh, that a Mopar colour? That was a Mopar colour, yeah. Okay. Uh, but also, uh, new for 2020, heated steering wheel, which I haven't used once. No, no I bet. Well, warm. it is summer, yes. Although you actually do live in a part of Sydney where you might need a heated steering wheel at some point. No, really. Not, not at the moment. Not, not at the, at the moment. moment. It's pretty hot where I live. That's probably right. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. I'll just chip in uh, quickly. Been driving the BMW 118i M Sport. So it's okay. low 40s, 40, yeah. 43 odd before you put it on the road. Um, and, and it's a 1.5 litre triple. It's a mini engine yeah. uh, or BMW shared with mini engine. Seven speed dual clutch. The engine itself is good. It's got. I love that growly three cylinder sound. You know, yeah, there's something it's funny. Right characteristic it's, not, it's ultimately about it. not. As smooth as a four, but it's just got oh, a bit it's of just got that yeah. gravel, gravelly nature. And less intrusive it. than if it were a diesel. It's, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I've got to say, so-so drivetrain refinement. You know, in terms really? of just being able to ease that car uh, away from rest and drive it smoothly, it just feels like it's 
doing a lot of that all the time. Um, no matter what mood you're in, it becomes a little bit frustrating. That's and the ride is quite oh, borderline choppy. You know, you, you, even in the comfort setting, you're finding bumps are coming through into the car. And yeah. so the combination of an engine, like a drivetrain that's not really as refined as you'd like it, and suspension that's letting you know mm. these little imperfections in the road are yeah. there. I did the launch for that car, and I must reflect that we only really drove it at, on open roads. Yeah. So without that stop start. So around and town on yeah. things that well, wouldn't be the first pass time. as roads, it's, it's, yeah. it's not that great. It's funny, because that... The Mini that it shares that transmission and engine with yeah. only introduced the dual clutch last year. Okay. It was a six-speed torque converter. Right. I think it was a six in the, the three-cylinder one. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand why they did it. It's probably fuel consumption, like yeah. everything. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, probably. Anyway, interesting. That's a shame I that think the, the interior yeah. is very nice. Um, they've actually, the M Sport gets a really good treatment. The black and that classic kind of BMW blue woven in there, literally, yeah. um, at various points. Mm. Love that. So some really good points, but some um, hesitations as far as And, and unfortunately, that's this kind of core duty is to, it, for a car in that spec is to drive it to and from the office, essentially. Correct. So that's, yeah. Yeah, that Can I a ask shame. a question on behalf of the internet, James? Yeah. Did you, in any of the time you were driving it, think, geez, I wish this was rear wheel drive? No. No. Oh. There you go. No. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> like the model it replaced, it is time for Musquatch. You're welcome. Musquatch. Now, here we go. First of all, a big tip of the hat to CarBuzz because they have aggregated oh, this is my a whole bunch of fun stuff. People are seemingly unwilling to wait for the Cybertruck, so they have built their own. This is CarBuzz.com? CarBuzz.com. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a month or so since the Cybertruck was revealed to much fanfare and drop jaws for all the various reasons. Um, and people are sick of waiting. So they have detailed a half-scale model version that a guy built, you can still sit in it and drive yep. and all that. Fantastic. And we'll have images of these uh, behind us uh, for people on YouTube. <laughs> They're so awful. There's also the Redneck Cybertruck, which is essentially an F-150 where a guy has, on a very temporary basis, put the dressings <laughs> of a Cybertruck around the outside of it and driven it to a Tesla shop and parked it outside and tried to convince people that it's a real Cybertruck. <laughs> and the interaction is fantastic. We've got the Russian Cybertruck, which is actually really good. Yeah. And shows how easy it is to do a Cybertruck with much better shut lines than the one that's actually <laughs> being developed by Tesla. Yeah. Um, then we've got a, a, a Russian one. We've got the UAZ 4x4. It, they've cut down, these guys, it's um, Garage 54, which we've gone to before for various stories for our oversteer section, have cut down a sad old four-wheel drive truck and put this amazing Cybertruck body on it. So that's one of them. We've got some vision of that on YouTube. Of course, Lego. The Lego masters have yeah, gone cool. to town and created a Lego version of the Cybertruck. Origami, a mm. printed version that you can fold up because it's so curvy. Yeah. You know, it, it, oh, actually, it's very Lends easy to fold to, up. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and um, also mashed potato. One but, person has done the full close encounters of the third kind and just started making a Cybertruck <laughs> yeah. out of mashed potato on the plate. And it's a pretty convincing replica, I've got to say. Alarming, that's probably, the mashed potato is probably the best-looking one there now, is. Now, the other thing is um, Elon, the deer leader, has been going to town on Twitter because I think he's suffering a bit. Oh, no, he's enjoying 
a little bit of post um, Vernon Unsworth um, defamation case mm-hmm. relief. And he went out there. December 12, in particular, was a very big day. Multiple tweets. He was very Trump-like in just getting out there <laughs> on, the, on the Twitters. And he posted up a meme. And the meme says, let me give this my best shot. When Grandpa tries to teach you Lagrangian quantum field theory and you show him your 6D 2.0 superconformal field theory, which has no Lagrangian description, is holographically dual to M theory on ADS7 times S to the power of 4, and when compactified on S1, gives SD maximally supermetric Yang Mills. This is like when you get Whoa. Android Auto right. read out So there's a picture, a picture of a little kid saying, the future is now, old man. And so then Elon came back and said, math jokes have a small audience, but it had 58,000 likes, which I think uh, speaks volumes to his Twitter followers. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Burn. Now, BM, speaking of burn, BMW, thanks to Tech Insider for this one, BMW has been having a, a bit of a dig at Elon and Tesla for the claims made about reservations standing for the Cybertruck. Yeah. And Elon was regularly tweeting 150,000, yeah. 200,000, and then it kind of stopped. So they are now celebrating 500,000 electrified vehicles sold by BMW Group, which of course includes Mini yeah. and BMW. So yeah. they're, they're, you know, can I just fudging. underline the word "sold" as well? Yes. Correct. Yes, yes, very good. And, but also, which the word also "electrified" implies, too is not also quite implies the same. They were produced. Mm. Correct. Mm. So on Wednesday and Thursday, it published over a hundred tweets uh, to commemorate selling a hundred, uh, 500,000 electrified vehicles. <laughs> Um, and then in separate tweets, BMW's Twitter account counted up from 499,820 to 500,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, so they resembled the tweets that yes, Musk had made about how many reservations there were. Which brings us to the share price, which is $404. All right. And. Last week it was three hundred and fifty-two dollars seventy, and so that's up fifty bucks. And thank you to Market Insider, we had a high of four hundred and twenty dollars on Wednesday. Now wow. you might recall that's the number at which Elon famously tweeted that he was going to yeah, take the take the public. thing private. Private, sorry, yeah. Um, and he had funding secured, so it went to four twenty. It's come back a little off that. Now Market Insider reckons. That's largely after the automaker was exploring a 20% price cut for its Model 3 sedan in China. People like that. Yep. that you know, more metal will be moved. Um, Tesla's up about 4% since it announced a surprise profit in the third uh, quarter earnings report. Um, and that the secure, he, so he had tweeted this, and there they were, they were at it. And the shorts will be choking. The short oh, sellers yeah. will be hating it because the thing is just going north on a regular basis. If I can once again urge some caution mm-hmm. with, uh, about this share price. So we were talking to fellow podcaster Matt Campbell this morning, who dug up a stat on Tesla's sales. Yes. yes. So the Volkswagen Group shares at the moment are at 177 euro, which yeah. it would make them lower than Tesla's shares at the moment. But you don't know how many shares are out there. Yeah, that's true. You've got to be apples with apples in terms of but, what the shareholding is. But here's the fun part. Tesla's entire 2019 sales figures will be achieved by Volkswagen Group in 8.25 days. So we're still, in the grand scheme of things, yes. we're not mm. talking a massive amount of cars, although he has done a great job and mm. it seems to be heading in the right direction, etc. Yeah. led by Model 3. But on the Context grand scheme is of things, it's not that many cars. As I was saying to James though this morning, lovers of Tesla tend to be lovers of the underdog as well. Yeah, so, good point. Yes. You know. Yeah. They're not, they were, it's and, not and likely to win Volkswagen any better. And, and nothing, yeah. nothing to me says underdog like a multi-billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the grand scheme of things. It's only 20. It's only 20 missiles to space. <laughs> <laughs> and 
fake astronauts. Okay. With that, we <laughs> have reached the finish line for this show and for 2019. Uh, thank you, Chesto. Uh, thank and you. Thank you, Mal. Thank you, James. Uh, all and things Andrew. being equal, we'll be back in three weeks, which is Friday, January the 10th, 2020. Um, thanks, as always, to our executive producer and lead sound engineer, Mr. Pritchard, executive for his producer. deft oh. skills, calm diplomacy, and endless patience. He's got all Axl Rose on us today. Yes, you know, he's got yeah. the bandana, he's got the Charlie Manson T-shirt, he wasn't and he's white. got those stars and stripe boxes on us. Well, it was amazing. <laughs> I immediately thought Axl Rose. But they do have a button at the front. Oh, you want to do that up. <laughs> Please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. Correct. But before we go, a mate of mine told me earlier in the week not to be fooled by those personal breathalysers telling you you're safe to drive. He got the green light. He doesn't even have a license. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Stay safe, everyone. Consider that an early Christmas present, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Enjoy. Tally ho. Or ho ho ho. Oh, tally ho ho. See you in three weeks. <laughs> Farewell.